0: So welcome to Orenthal and our character introductions. Today we'll be introducing the character Kalima, the Cleric of the Grave Domain. Did I say the name right, Rachel?
1: Yeah, Kalima.
0: Awesome. Well, why don't you introduce Kalima to us?
1: Okay, so she's a Cleric of the Grave Domain, and that's from the Unearthed Arcana, for any of those who don't know. And her background is she's actually military. She was worked as a healer in the military. She kind of slipped up a little bit by kind of trying to double dip in almost being like frontline attack and healing, and may have found herself in a few tight places. You know, she's since then realized that, you know, you should should focus on one way or the other, and she's kind of focused back onto just healing. She wants to help people kind of stay in the background. She definitely hates the undead uh and all of the things that came with the cataclysm and all that craziness. So she's kind of uh that's why she follows Kelmvor partially because of the, you know, his judgment and death, but also because she just as, you know, has questions about his judgment and and why certain things have been done.
0: Okay. Well, Kelmvor is supposed to be a somewhat mysterious deity. As most people, particularly within this world, don't worship him, but those that do tend to have a degree of respect for death and a hatred of undeath. So that fits perfectly with Kalima. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, is there anything else you would like to inform the audience about Kalima?
1: No, I, I mean, she's a half elf, primarily fights with a mace or a light crossbow when she is forced to fight. She does wear leather armor, so she's a little bit on the light side, most because she wanted, you know, I I thought that she would maintain her ability to kind of slip through unnoticed to do her healing as opposed to being heavily armored, burdened down, you know, thinking maybe lighter on her feet, quick to get on the heels, that type of thing. So her personality is very quiet. She's very, likes to kind of just take everything in, See where she can go, or you know, where she's needed more, as opposed to jumping the gun, running, and doing things. So, if a fight were to break out, she might hesitate just to see, okay, who looks like they're gonna be in the most trouble and start making her way that way. Obviously, a character versus a thug versus a character versus a dragon, she's probably gonna gravitate towards the character fighting the dragon only because the dragon is the greater threat. And it's not necessary to fight the dragon, it's more to help the person fighting them. She's very plain. She's 5'9", a little bit taller, very average weight, not overweight but not underweight, you know, thin muscle because she's used to being out in the field carrying her gear, moving around quickly, quietly, that kind of business brown eyes, tannish skin, again, just from being outside. She's got blonde hair that's about shoulder length, maybe a little bit longer, but she tends to kind of just pull it back to keep it out of her way. Not into fashion at all. Nothing she wears has any kind of fashion on it. So her personality trait is that she's haunted by the memory of war. She's seen some pretty nasty things, including some of her units even re- Uh, raised from the dead, essentially, to fight against her. She's seen things like that because they were again fighting undead, so it was taxing to her. I wouldn't say she has like PTSD or anything like that, but it weighs on her mind constantly, just the thought that anybody that she does kill could be brought back at any moment, and she wants to keep that from happening. She's very strict with obeying authority, which is why she always looks to whoever her commander is at that point. If she is told to follow a certain person, then That's who she's going to rely on because she has made mistakes in the past by going kind of off the script and against what her leader had told her to do. Her flaw is that she made a terrible mistake that cost the battle and many lives and she she wants to keep that a secret. There's one person, maybe two out there that knows what she did, which was not following an order essentially. And because of that, a battle was lost and several members of a unit were killed. So she, um, you know, wants to keep that hidden. Uh, She's trying to make up for it by, you know, putting down the undead and putting down those that should not be around anymore, as well as healing those that need to continue their fight, so to speak. So that is Kalima in a nutshell. Well, very cool. Yeah. I think she's going to be kind of interesting to play because she's not my normal character character. Type. I'm a little bit more chatty in person and goofy, and she's not. (laughs) So it's going to be fun. And uh, that is Kalima.
0: Alrighty. Well, let's jump right on in then. Let's do it. So, Kalima being a survivor of a, a, a terrible attack against her forces after the events of the cataclysm was eventually praised for her battle prowess and her healing capabilities. Being from the Nephene, which are the wood elves, she was eventually selected during the anniversary of the cataclysm, the end of the cataclysm, to escort the ambassador of Meliamne, the capital of the Nephene, to the city of Orenthal where they would all be meeting and be able to celebrate together as such a powerful alliance particularly between the elves the dwarves and the humans so she would have been traveling on the road for for several 10 day before finally arriving at the gates of orenthal the massive stone reinforced with adamantine and mithril aid of the dwarves in the reconstruction of this as she would enter the city, passing through some of the wealthier districts in the area. First, the Daybreeze District, where many wealthy individuals set up shop and have their homes, as well as the famous Wizarding Academy, Zoxiara's Academy of the Arcane. She would also be passing by the Iron Fist District, a well-known smithing area uh, where dwarves Practice their trade and assist in the reconstruction of the city. Passing through with the ambassador of Miliamne, Ambassador Antiwa Ilfakir, and her entourage, you would be hearing the hammering of metal throughout a lot of this, and many people going about their day. There's a sense of joy in the air as you pass through. It's mid to late afternoon by this point, by the time you arrive within the city you get that sense of the celebration that's coming. The intention is for it to be a festival over the course of the next several days where they would honor particularly Thovin Arborshade, the wizard who was considered the hero of the cataclysm along with his party. However, sadly, he was the only one to survive the final confrontation with the leaders of the enemy forces. But... With reconstruction, with all of this time spent, now without fearing for life and limb, uh, people are overall joyful for the times that lay ahead. You continue onward, entering a large open area, basically an enormous road that circles the central district of Orenthal, known as the Regent Seat District. Approaching it, you do see again large stone doors reinforced with metal that open up to your party as you proceed into one of the wealthiest districts of the city you see well-crafted stone houses uh, most two to three stories tall large round windows placed fairly symmetrically around most of the buildings each has a crest of its own individual noble family that marks the doorway and as you know there are Eight particular families, each governing a different section of the city. Each who's the head of the household has been assigned to appeal to the council of the city in terms of their own district. You do see beautiful, well-kept gardens that surround each of the individual estates. Simple, elegant paths that lead up to the different doorways. However, all these estates are situated to encircle the adamantine palace the seat of government essentially (laughs) you approach seven massive towers that surround this particular castle each reach twice the height of the walls that connect them all the walls made of a kind of a light gray stone all of this reinforced with adamantine Grand windows scattered across the walls, a seemingly random pattern, along with symmetric crenellations for archers and artilleries along the walls. Towards the back, you see a single tower that does rise slightly above the rest. As you would have been told, this is the tower of the residing wizard for the king. Entering into regent seat district now, as you slowly do make your way towards the adamantine palace you do see an individual begin to approach your group a wood elf thinning brown hair with slight streaks of gray an older an older gentleman well dressed in noble clothing he slowly approaches your group welcome welcome all of you i am fallosio silostra it is a pleasure to meet you all. I am the noble of the Silastras that rule over the Gold Petal Gardens district. If you follow me, I can escort all of you into the waiting room where the other ambassadors are waiting. Antinoa kinda gives you a look. She's a rather simple individual, wearing studded leather armor, a well crafted bow. She's seen hardship and she's dealt a lot with the war, but she gives you a, a kind of a tired look. More that you get the impression of She's not excited about entertaining nobles, but presses onward. Uh, eventually, you do pass through the large gates uh, over a moat that does surround the adamantine palace and through the elegant halls of the palace proper.
1: Okay, I think she would just... Kalima would... The whole time she's following, it, she's looking on everything very calmly, and you'll see her kind of... A mix of, like, admiration for, like, the craftsmanship that's gone and everything, but also, like, a little bit of distaste, like, you know, if they have this much power and stuff here, almost like a, why wasn't that shown on the battlefield, or why did it take so long to, you know, push back everything? You know, like, that just kind of, like, judgment definitely coming from her.
0: Yeah, with all the opulence here, what about the reinforcements? What about pushing all that... Finery and, and money mm-hmm. for battle rather than
1: yeah definitely that total judgment
0: <laughs> oh absolutely and you just see more and more of that as you travel through kalima would probably uh, know this but the the regency district the entire area was attacked heavily but not heavily damaged during the battle of Orenthal most of it also was some of the first to be repaired in the following reconstruction as well with some of the other districts some being focused on but others essentially ignored until basically they could get around to it
1: yeah that definitely would not be kalima would not be a fan of that like uh repairing the you know the wealthy and those that didn't fight before you know taking care of those that were out you know on the front lines that's You know, if she if she can easily tell that, like there's going to be just like her face is going to stay pretty, pretty stoic and just like watching as she walks through. But every once in a while, you'll see just kind of like a grimace and maybe an eye roll like ugh, these people, you know.
0: Yep. You do get the impression Antinua shares your your sentiments. However, Felocil, who is. Showing you and explaining like a couple of the different uh, sculptors and artists that help to prepare some of these things or repair in some cases, she seems to mostly be ignoring him and just looking around slightly uncomfortable. Like she's not used to just being in such lavish accommodations. Eventually you are escorted into a essentially a sitting area. Uh, as you enter, you do see three other individuals there. Waiting for you. A high elf male, immensely well dressed. You see, he's holding himself up in a very kind of pompous air about him, a wine glass in his hand as he's speaking to a well armored dwarf woman. You see that the armor is very intricate, well designed, but you also quickly notice that it's scuffed up. So it actually has been used. And you recognize her. She is uh, Ambassador Ildgorun, who was a major fighter in the battle that you took place in. And though not part of your unit, uh, you would have heard about her and even seen her on the battlefield. Uh, she is a war priest. Finally, you do see, again, a well dressed human male bald completely but just has that same air of of pomp and arrogance about him that the high elf does and you can tell that ild is is not as comfortable as the other two as you turn the human is the first to speak saying greetings ambassadors of meliamne i am Oral Nimitzk. i am the head advisor to the king in all things diplomatic. It is a pleasure to meet you. Here I have, and he turns to the dwarf, Ambassador Ild Garun of the Thessun Empire, and he turns again to the High Elf, and Ambassador Galadan Galanodel of Solana. Both of them nod in your direction. You actually see Ild smile when she sees you, uh, sort of recognition on her face.
1: Okay, yeah, Kalima, if, you know she sees that she's just gonna kind of nod in her direction with a smile you know a warm smile back
0: at this point philo is like well i shall leave you here i believe it will only be a few minutes before you will be escorted to the main chamber and bows and slowly exits the room you see and will kind of give a head tilt towards uh Ild saying like feel free to go speak with her if you wish as she goes and approaches the other two ambassadors and begins speaking with them.
1: Okay, yeah, Kalima would give a nod to her ambassador. What was it? And. And Tinoa. And Tinoa. I'm gonna butcher that every time. Um,
0: <laughs> so she's
1: gonna give just kind of a nod to her and then walk over to Ild and extend, you know, her hand. Ah, it's, it's great to see you again.
0: Aye, a pleasure lass, and she reaches out and, and- grasps your forearm in a tight hold. Aye, it's good to see another fighter on- in this room, it's full of stuffed shirts if you ask me.
1: Yeah, it's, um, not the ideal location for hanging around, but we do what we must.
0: Aye, we do what we must. That's very true. Would you like anything to drink? They have all sorts of fancy things to sip.
1: I believe I'll pass for the moment. Um, I'm escorting Antinua. Is that how you say it? Antinua. Antinua. Jeez, man. We're in that every time. <laughs> <laughs> She's a half-orc, right? Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So uh, she'll you know, kind of give just a general head nod, uh, you know, so I would like to keep my wits about me. But uh, what, what brings you to these parts as well?
0: They've decided to pick me of all people to be the ambassador for the Thesun kingdom. I like the celebration and all, but they don't have any strong enough dwarven ale for me.
1: Uh, so Kalima, at the mention of being an as- ambassador, is gonna kinda raise an eyebrow and smile. And you're the ambassador with all that charisma you have, I'm sure.
0: I I don't know charisma versus the other side of me, me hammer, but... Ah, uh, I'm the ambassador, alright.
1: I guess you just have to talk sense into them one way or another, I suppose.
0: I beat it into them one way or another, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, Kalimo give just, you know, a nice chuckle and uh, look over. So Gal Galen...
0: Galin then. And at the mention of his name, he kind of just like looks over and does a polite nod towards you, but goes back to his conversation.
1: And Kalimo would return the nod and then look to Ild. So which kingdom is he from again? Remind me.
0: Ah, he's from Solana, those lovely, lovely high elves.
1: Kalina's going to pick up on the sarcasm. (laughs) 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 Just kind of smile at her friend. Yes, uh, those high elves. Do you know what the meeting's about specifically? Is there any extra, anything we should be aware of before going in?
0: Not as far as I'm aware. All I know is they want to talk about trade and helping with repairs and blah, 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 blah. I already have enough dwarves over here helping them with repairs. What more do they need? The ghoulish threat's gone, the dragons are gone.
1: Yeah, they should be rebuilding the... the common folks' housing and cities and everything, but looks like they took priority to here instead.
0: Well, you know how all nobles are. Repair the seat of power first and then trickle down from there.
1: Hmm. Gotta make sure the the city looks good before the money runs out, I suppose.
0: Mm-hmm. Make sure everyone looks all nice and shiny when they're lying still.
1: Only the finest graves.
0: Ah, <sighs> of course. Well, I'm hoping at one point to get out of this stuffy area and head over to the Ironfist district. Maybe I can catch you there one of these nights.
1: Yeah, that would be great. We'll catch up over a pint.
0: Aye, that sounds all right by me. Maybe two. <laughs> if you can keep up Lass.
1: <laughs> then Kalima will nod and, you know, grab her arm again in the handshake. And then kind of return back to uh, Antinua's side.
0: All right. Just a moment or so later, you'll notice a knock on the door and Oral will go and, and answer it. You can kind of see just through the doorway, one of the the many servants of the, the palace uh, seems to be delivering a quick message. After the servant leaves, Oral turns, well, I believe they are just about ready for us. I can escort us to the main chambers if you wish. Antinua you know, just kind of nods towards towards you and begins to follow You're escorted again down several lavish hallways, not towards the main throne room, but towards a chamber just off of one of the main hallways into a smaller room, not as lavish as the sitting area that you were in, but well furnished. It seems definitely that it's meant more to focus on business at hand rather than niceties. You see a long wooden table and in it already are six individuals who seem to be conversing amongst themselves in in slightly hushed tones you notice first a very attractive woman slightly scarred as she's seen battle but you've you've heard of her she is the new captain of the guard captain kethra marsk well-worn armor but seems to have a very very focused look about her you also see Another older woman, much older, hair gone past gray to completely white, several scars across her cheek, as well as having only one arm. Heavy plate mail and a single, clearly magical sword at her side. You heard great stories about her. She is the Warmaster, the head of the Orenthal army, Warmaster Jelana Mostana. In addition to her, you do see a half-elf, very very simple looking, attractive, but nothing overly so, wearing elegant robes. Again, nothing too lavish about her. It seems she's more in the simple taste, but just kind of a a, more of a forgetful individual. Nothing seems overly special about her in particular, except her eyes, very bright blue piercing eyes, and she has almost a, a cold look to them. Next to her, you do see a small male gnome who is wearing a uh, plain studded leather armor has a cloak bound about him you don't know this one but obviously of someone of importance he seems to speak with the rest of them for a moment talking directly to captain marsk and you do catch a whisper of all right i'll speak with him as he begins to see all of you kind of bows and says a pleasure to all of you i'm sure we'll get acquainted later as he exits the room. Beside him, you see the royal wizard, Thamior Nilo, a high elf, very simple clothing, dark robes, dark colors, black hair pulled tight back. He just kind of seems to be looking at the whole group of you up and down, seems to be just getting a a sense of all of you. And then you also see a, a simple looking man, short cropped brown hair. He looks a little dirty especially compared to everyone else as if he's been working in the fields again another man you don't know as he is probably not someone of the royal council as you all enter the room he just turns and smiles and does a simple bow and you do see a a symbol an amulet or on his uh, on his necklace of what appears to be a sun that's just coming up over the horizon as you all enter the room, you'll notice Captain Marsk nod as well and says, I should go attend to Lady Kara and the children. They will be arriving shortly. She nods to the rest of you as well and slowly exits the room. For a little while, there's just some conversation back and forth, just some introductions. Eventually, you are introduced to the, the farmer-looking individual. His name is Shamar Jasan, and he is the head cleric of Lathander. One of the more popular deities in this day and age, as Lithander represents a new dawn, a new beginning. He actually seems to take a specific interest in you, as you guys are all introduced. You are a cleric as well.
1: Yes, I unfortunately follow Kelumvor, though, instead of Lithander.
0: uh uh-huh. Well, a necessary deity, for with all death brings new life.
1: That is very true.
0: He sort of nods to you conversation in the room is starting to to get a little loud as they're all just conversing everyone's kind of talking over one another and Tina pauses occasionally as she waits to make sure she is heard overall the discussion just is on pleasantries more than anything else
1: okay so it's nothing like they're not arguing about like who's going to provide you know The grain for the fall or something like that. It's just kind of a more happy, uplifting discussion. Yeah. Okay. And
0: with everyone kind of wanting to talk to their own person, like at one point you do see Thamior, the royal wizard, just speak with Galindan, the Solanin representative, both being high elves. They're very focused on that. And high elves were very focused on arcane magic during the cataclysm itself. So they seem to be discussing... Just the general state of things in Solana. Eventually, Warmaster Master Jelana speaks up. King Vremur will be with us shortly. He is dealing with other business at this time. I do want to personally thank you all for coming and attending this celebration. I know many of you have traveled very far to be here. And we are blessed by all of your assistance, not only now in our recovery, but as well as during... One of the darkest times in the history of all of our people everyone sort of murmurs in a return of the thanks and conversations just continue as people are just still just waiting for for king rain to arrive you do see ambassador antinua at one point speaking with head judicator as she is the head of the the court system in the land with shamar there and at one point you do notice antinua kind of looks over in your direction as if you get the impression they're speaking about you oh wonderful eventually she does gesture you a little closer
1: okay yeah for the most part while everybody's talking unless somebody addresses me because i'm not one of the ambassadors kalima would definitely stay kind of off to the side you know just respectfully standing there waiting to be you know spoken to sort of thing because this is not really her not really her ballpark you know she's assistant to the regional manager kind of thing <laughs> so she's just there for you know whatever needs to be done and she'll uh, once she gets kind of waved over she'll bow politely and then you know walk over
0: you approach shamar gives you a, a small smile and amastasia looks to you and says you are a cleric of kelemvor yes
1: yes that is correct
0: so you bless those as they pass from this life to the next.
1: Uh, yes. If that is Kalimvor's wish to take them, then I give them their blessings.
0: You hear the slightest whisper from Antinua that says, I'm getting you out of the pompous meetings. Be happy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Kalima will give just kind of a a look to the side to Antinua and a smile and nod.
0: At this, Shamar kind of speaks up. We have several individuals who have passed fairly recently uh, due to, sadly, starvation or those making sure that they would not starve. I would appreciate if you could join me in allow- in blessing their bodies as we put them to rest.
1: I would be honored to assist in this. Please lead the way.
0: Excellent. He bows to Amastasia and she returns it and does a small bow to you uh, before turning her attention back to Antinua.
1: Kalima would just turn and give a, a nod to Intenua and kind of like that look of, I'll be back as soon as I can, you know, just like a nod.
0: She returns a nod and, and a slight wink.
1: <laughs>
0: as you are, are leaving, you do catch the eye of Ild as well. And she's like, hey, aren't you lucky getting out of all this?
1: I'm not an ambassador. I don't necessarily have to be in attendance like you.
0: She just gives you, like, a stare and says, I, aren't you lucky? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Kalima will nod and wink to her. A pint later.
0: I hold you to it. She turns back. You see Shamar is, is smiling wildly at all this uh, as he leads you first out of the Adamantine Palace and eventually out of the Regent Seat District towards uh, one of the southern districts the gold petal gardens it is massive farmland you see actually several guards in the area too as this is a well-protected area in the city uh, since they grow a lot of the food for for many people dotted across the land you do see a few simple looking inns and taverns as well as several shrines and and small temples across this large district but for the most part it is farmland you slowly enter into the district and shamar just begins to ask you how you came to believe in kelemvor
1: so kalimo kind of um just sigh as they're leaving the almost like a sigh of relief as they're leaving the seat, uh, as they're leaving that district you know kind of like as they're getting into something that's a little more open and a little bit more a little bit less pompous <laughs> just kind of like whoo glad to be out of there that kind of like shaking it off and then she'll look at to him well I've been interested since a pretty young age in Kelimvor after I learned that my mother had several miscarriages uh, it provoked me to look into why, why were these unborn children judged and essentially died when, you know, there's other folks existing in the world that have done no good, that have not contributed to society. Why, why are they allowed to continue? It's more of curiosity.
0: That's fascinating. Well, as I said before, as death, there is new life. There is the new dawn. Clearly, though your mother did not have those, you were brought forth and have done great things since then, so I hear.
1: Obviously, he doesn't know all of her stories, so she'll kind of nod, but not meet his eyes when he says that, just kind of a thank you. But obviously, it's that uncomfortable where she knows that there's something that she doesn't want to bring up.
0: I understand if the time during the war must have been very difficult. It was on on many, and if I understand correctly, for a time you were even on the front lines.
1: The tone is going to drastically shift. Like, she's going to set her jaw very tight and give just a very short nod. Yes, many, many great and wonderful people have been lost in the war. And just kind of leave it at that.
0: He nods solemnly. Yes, many have been lost. Families from all types, both the upper class as he nods towards the regency and those less fortunate as he nods towards a southern district that you can just see off into the distance of several very ruined housing, some of which just seems to be foundation and nothing more. And even those that made it through, in the new light of day, we must always look for the best in things, as difficult as that might be.
1: Yes, we should definitely look for the best and look to the future, not dwell on the past.
0: That is my sentiments exactly. So, uh, after the time you became a healer. Yes. Yes. Or primarily a healer.
1: Yeah, that's... I started... And she's going to take a pause, thinking kind of how to word it. I wanted to do both. I wanted to hit hard and heal others. I learned quickly that you cannot do both. I chose the healing route. I thought I could do more good
0: there. I understand that. I do not have that particular skill set myself, but I do what I can. Eventually, it, it goes into just simple conversation simple pleasantries as you slowly do make your way towards a temple that you clearly see is to Lethander. entering into it it, it's very simple very plain features towards the back you do see the symbol of a sun rising above the horizon he escorts you back and explains briefly that simply they are to bless the bodies and prepare the souls for for the afterlife and he hopes that's you being a deity of Kil'nvore could assist him with that?
1: I uh, most certainly can. And she'll, she has a small pouch at her side that has like her, you know, holy symbol and it has mostly just her holy symbol, I guess, would be all she would pull out. And she is going to, I think she didn't have a description number, her, but I'm going to say she has blonde hair. Um, just like little past shoulder length. So she's actually going to take it and tie it back. So it's out of the way and then kind of start looking about how many bodies does she see
0: there are four bodies
1: okay so she'll just look to him politely do you know if any of them prayed to a particular deity or does it i mean are you particular about that
0: he responds just initially sadly i did not know them nor do i know of anyone who did they are what some might call the the lower parts of society their families lost to the war, many of them, or shortly thereafter.
1: She'll take a deep breath and then um, kind of just gets this like calm expression as she's going to walk over and kneel next to the first body and she'll just start saying a quiet prayer to Kellamvor. She'll also, you know, just basically thanking him for protecting the soul in its journey ahead kind of thing uh, as she you know, says the prayer, and she'll do kind of a hand motion as she's, like, saying it, and she'll maybe, like, touch him on, like, his shoulder, or, you know, the body, touch it on his shoulder, and as she just goes through the ritual.
0: Do me a favor, go ahead and just make a straight wisdom check. I rolled a six. So, ten.
1: No, no, six total.
0: Oh. Ooh. (laughs) Ooh. Okay.
1: I'm not very good at this.
0: (laughs) You go through it, and... A couple of times, your voice cracks and and you shake and have an issue getting through your your ritual. But Shamar does come to you and and put a calming hand on your shoulder as he seems to be assisting you with your ritual. He seems to be listening to what you're saying and and going through it with you, trying to say his own prayer to Kilimvor as well as incorporate Lethander into the ritual in some way.
1: Okay, yeah, I would say she would once he does kind of come over, she would also almost give like pauses where she says like maybe where she some along the lines of we thank Kelimvor and then give like a kind of a break so that if he wants to say like and Lathander or you know and this other deity or whatever so she'll definitely kind of interject some pauses that if he wants to add words
0: he does he takes you up on it as basically he he works with you in the aspects of Kelimvor to bring the individual from the time of death to their proper resting place he continues on and that though they may have passed a new light of day will bring greater bounty and greater joys for those that are left behind and that's the essence of as you go from body to body taking time to pray over them to prepare their their spirits for the afterlife this takes you say well over an hour to go from body to body to to focus on this, and eventually it's 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 approaching evening, it's approaching night by this point, and Shamar will actually at one point go and and offer you uh, some food that he has.
1: Okay. Yeah. Is this like part way through doing it, or this is at the end?
0: This is towards the end.
1: Okay. Yeah. She would go and finish up what she's doing, and then take him up on the offer of the meal.
0: So. It is not a particularly thankful duty, but I do thank you for assisting me with this.
1: It's it's a duty that must be done, and I don't think of it as much of a, a duty as an honor to see those who have given their life in the service of other humans. It's an honor to let them pass with dignity.
0: Go ahead and take a point of inspiration, by the way. <laughs> Sweet. Shamar goes, That is an excellent way to look at it. I am glad to know you, Kalima. It has been... It has been a good day.
1: Much less stuffy in here than it is in the, uh, region seat. So she'll kinda nod. It's wonderful getting to know another cleric, especially one that is of a different deity, Lithander. I'm not as knowledgeable with Lathander as I would like to be, I should say.
0: I can instruct you if you wish.
1: I would thoroughly enjoy that. Unfortunately, I don't know how long I should stay here versus returning to Antinua's side.
0: Of course, I completely understand. And at this point, you hear the sound of footsteps approaching, and what seems to be a servant from the Adamantine Palace actually approaches and hands Shamar a piece of paper. He takes it bows. The, the servant quickly bows and leaves the room. As he unfolds it, he looks at it, reads it for a moment, and his brow furrows, and he begins to look slightly worried.
1: Is everything okay?
0: Um, a message from Anastasia. Perhaps you could assist me with another matter.
1: Of course. I, I'm i sure Antinua would understand.
0: Amastasia apparently informed me that you may assist me with this, so she would at least be aware. Perfect. Come with me, if you don't mind. And he stands up and begins to leave the temple. I'm assuming you follow behind.
1: Yeah, did we get a chance to actually eat, or were we just starting to eat? Uh,
0: I would say you guys were eating while, while talking about Lathander and about the day.
1: Okay, I think... If there's, like, any, like, a bread roll or something, just kind of grab that to sort of snack on as I walk out the door. Oh, yeah. can't fight or do anything on an empty stomach. <laughs> 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 you know it's true.
0: <laughs> Very true. You'll be too focused on that hunger the entire way. Exactly. So Shamar slowly leaves the, the temple, and you see he's seems to be heading out of the gold-petal gardens. As you are walking, he asks... Have you heard anything of the recent, probably not, but of recent disappearances lately?
1: Is there a check I could do to see if I would have? I'm guessing I wouldn't have.
0: But. Yes, a uh, history check.
1: History. I'm so good at these. Critted on it. 20. So 19 total.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, Told you I was good at these. Apparently. <laughs> so you had heard a rumor, actually, on your way over that a couple of strange just disappearances, but... It seemed like nothing major. Okay. Considering you probably would have heard that they were also people of the Low Hills District and the Oncolab Heights District, uh, the two poorest sections of the city, which it wasn't uncommon for individuals from there to go missing during the night.
1: Okay. Yeah, I would not... I've, I've heard some vague news of this, but it didn't seem to be anything warranting interest out of the ordinary.
0: Well... For the most part, I would agree with you, but... And he kind of looks around at this point, looking to see if anyone's watching. The sun is slowly going down. It's it's almost night by this point. And you see a few people around here and there, but they mostly seem to be going about their duties. He lowers his voice a little. I don't know if you've heard of a group called the Shadow Wolves.
1: I'm guessing I wouldn't have.
0: Uh, you can make a history check and try.
1: I mean, if it goes like the last one, 12 total.
0: You've heard the name. That's about it. You don't know much about them. You know that they're only within Orenthal.
1: Okay, I've heard of the name, but nothing surrounding what they do or their whereabouts.
0: He continues on and, and just says, during the war they were, they fought for the the lower classes. They fought in a more guerrilla style of tactic. Fighting within the streets themselves, using buildings for cover and the like. Since then, they've They're considered a thieves' guild, and rumors have it they do have assassins among their ranks, but I don't believe that they do much evil by any means. I think they're simply looking out for those who do not have a seat of power. Rumor is that they are involved with these disappearances, but I do not believe that is true. By this point you guys are actually exiting the gold Pill district and approaching the war torn and still ruined section of the low hills district the air has actually even gotten colder approaching this area compared to the warmth of the farmland you were in shamar continues to to lead you onward and as you enter the district he he looks around a little more nervously but you do get a sense that he seems almost more comfortable here at the same time Finally, he does eventually stop, and once you're a little ways into the district and and turn to face you. So, I am a member of a group that calls herself the Garrickson, to follow our spymaster. He has been working with the Shadow Wolves, with the leader in particular, because they believe that these disappearances are only the start of something. It's only been a few. As far as we're aware, a few people here, a few people there, but all the stories suggest that they've acted strangely right before disappearing. They acted out of character.
1: Okay, so does anybody know specifically more? Were the people who've gone disappearing are they members that would be? And she's gonna like give like that sigh, and then say, would they be missed, so to speak? Or are they? Do they seem to be people who? are targeted because nobody will know they're missing, hopefully.
0: We aren't sure. There's only so much that we can do. Most of the council doesn't feel that this is an issue as far as I'm aware. But Vral and the Shadow Wolves were able to get in touch with Garrick, And I think he's come around to their, their way of thinking. However, he can only do so much being one individual even with us supporting him. However, the council wants nothing to do with the Shadow Wolves, and, well, I think they can do some good, and I think they're trying to point us in the direction of something potentially very, very dangerous. Hopefully it's nothing, but all of the people who disappeared were from either the Onclep Heights or the Low Hills District. Some were employees of shopkeepers or inns, people who were just trying to make some money here and there, but no, no one who would be missed.
1: And Kaleem will nod. Do do any of them seem to have connections to each other, or are they just kind of random, it seems?
0: So far as we're aware, there's no connections. It's possible that Avral may have found some, or Garrick has, but no, nothing yet. They are looking as far as... And he kind of like seems to look towards his pocket where he stuffed the note. As far far as it seems they're looking to have individuals of unique abilities help them. And they requested you or rather, they requested I ask you if you would be willing to assist.
1: So when he mentions like abilities and things, was gonna kind of like arch a brow. Because she doesn't think of herself as anything special. She's just a healer as far as she's concerned. She can hit things kind of. Not really hard though. And uh, she can heal things. So she's just kind of looking at him. So they wish to have me help their investigation.
0: Apparently. They're getting several individuals, all with apparent unique skill sets. I think the idea is that you can move where either the council won't and where they can't. The Shadow Wolves only seem to do dealings at night. The council doesn't feel this is a big enough threat. Perhaps a group like this could do something in between.
1: Okay, so fill the gap.
0: That's the hope, I, I suppose. From what I understand, Vral is is setting up this meeting and Garrick is supposed to be there. They did want me to say something. I don't understand it, but maybe you will. They're, they're hoping that something you understand. Uh, and he kind of pulls the note out at this point and says, They said to tell you... Melica was seen around the Lower Hills District.
1: So, at the mention of that, she's going to just kind of nod, and that's all they said in the note. And she looks a little bit more, like, tense. Like, definitely, like, that caught her attention.
0: Is is Melika someone you know?
1: Yes. Uh, he's somebody from my past.
0: Well, I'm assuming they mention this as... Maybe they, they have some information for you? Someone you're looking for?
1: She's gonna narrow her eyes. I wouldn't necessarily say looking for him, but if I were to come across his path, I think we would definitely have some things to speak about.
0: Um well, like I said, and he kinda turns the, the note to you and, and at the bottom, you do get a, a quick glimpse of, of everything and it says Garrick needs to meet with you, bring Kalima If she is interested at all, wants to leave, mention to her, Melica was seen around the Lower Hills District. That should get her attention.
1: Okay. She looks grumpy now. So, like, before, I mean, she's been not necessarily, like, happy and go lucky, like, the whole time. You know, just kind of, like, cool, whatever. Now she just definitely looks a little bit, like, darker and just not amused. And she's like, if nothing else, I will hear out this Garrick and make a decision after that I suppose it wouldn't hurt to at least hear what he has interest in me for
0: well I'm actually surprised Garrick didn't bring this up earlier y- you you met him he was the gnome in in the room when where where everyone else was Gerbo Gerbo Garrick
1: oh the the gentleman that left shortly after we arrived yes
0: yes I would assume this information came from Vral specifically, but I don't know. I, if interested, they did. And he kind of gestures towards the note. It's essentially instructions for a spot to meet within the Ankalab Heights district.
1: Does it say when we need to meet there?
0: It does say at the bottom, as soon as possible, preferably tonight.
1: She'll get, again, just this very like dark, brooding kind of look and be like, I'll hear him out. And I would like to see more about what he knows about Melika, if that's a thing. Please lead the way.
0: Absolutely. And at this, he turns and seems to have a sense of urgency about him as he begins to lead you towards the Ankalavites district and towards the meeting with Vral. So at this, we're going to leave it here. And when we all meet together as the whole party... They will all find out why Vral has gathered them, maybe more information on these disappearances, and the potentially larger threat that looms behind them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Tony, the dungeon master for this particular campaign, and with me is Rachel.
1: Hello, playing Kalima, the cleric of the Domain of the Grave.
0: Well, we will see you next time in Ornthal. Bye. Bye.